You're listening to the Open Court Podcast with Sidney Johnson, Bob Usler, and Joe DeSantis. An all-access pass to Fairfield University men's basketball. And we welcome you back to Open Court with Sidney Johnson along with the Fairfield Hall of Famer Joe DeSantis. I'm Bob Heisler. This is our final episode of the season. Time flew by. And uh, so we'll get you set for what the Stags hope is the grand finale, a big run in the MAC tournament. Postseason awards are being handed out this week. Some have already been handed out. We'll talk about the Fairfield player who was honored, and there was one notable omission. And we thought that the best way to get you prepared for this big week was to bring together the entire staff. So along with Coach Johnson, we're joined today by assistants Tom Parada, Mitch Bonaguero, and Tyson Wheeler. So thanks to everybody for being here. And uh, Coach, uh, let's get right into it. You uh, found out on Sunday evening that your first round matchup is going to be against Manhattan. Uh, What do you think about that matchup, the preparation for the Jaspers now? Uh we're playing our best basketball. You know, everybody, you know, wants to get there. Uh, some people say it, they don't mean it. Um, you know, for us, clearly, uh, the improved play of our guards, um, Matias really giving us a shot in the arm. Um, the, the team has learned and grown and it's shown up on the court. So you win your, you know, your last three, your, uh, your last four uh, home games, you won two of your last three. And I just think, um, as worthy of an opponent Manhattan is and, and, you know, pretty much anybody that you're going to face in the league at this time, um, I'm just thankful that we're in a really good spot. And so we're trying to make sure that we hold on to that, um, have good practices, very focused, be healthy, um, and go up Thursday and just take it one day at a time. All right. Uh, As I mentioned, some of the postseason awards have already been handed out. And let's start with the Fairfield player who was honored, Neftali Alvarez, a member of the MAC All-Rookie team. Uh, what did it mean to him? I'm sure you spoke to him shortly after the announcement. Uh, his reaction and, and your reaction to him being honored in this way? Well, I, I think it just it, it comes with, with uh, playing really well, you know, at a high level. He's, um, you know, the, the thing with Neftali is we always knew his pace. We always knew how relentless he was, how hard he plays. Um, the coachability is one that just ranks way up there. And I, I talk to you guys a lot about that, but all the way through, and there've been things that he's had to learn and get comfortable with. And he's taken all of those. Um, he's just been really, really open to coaching. So I remarked on the uh, conference call the other day, I, I just think his mom and dad get a whole, a world of credit because he is, you know, Joe and I have talked, you know, sometimes at old school, you know, you might laugh about it or, or, you know, old school, new school. This kid is a new school kid in terms of going at you and has a swagger, but he's a yes sir, no sir type of kid. Um, and he's just gotten better and better in terms of game management, uh, being able to set up his guys. He's kind of knows what the guy's strengths are. Um, and then obviously his own aggressiveness never gets lost. Um, I think it's remarkable that, you know, and I turn to the coaches at different times during the year where I've, you know, we've been on the road, and he's been one of the most reliable guys on the court for us in his first year, his first go-through. Um, certainly helped by John. We'll touch on that. And uh, and, and I think Taj and Idis's, uh play has kind of helped um, to have some kind of a backcourt mate. But I'm, I'm just really proud of um, not the player that he came, you know, he was when he got here because we knew that was a good get, 
but the player that he's developed into. And he's only got just got it started. He came here to lead us to a conference championship. He saw what Tyler Nelson was able to do, and I think he wants to, you know, help us go a step further, you know, and, and, and bring it all the way home. I've always said, especially in recruiting, you always want a kid that you can tone down, okay? A kid that plays with too much energy I think is better than a kid that doesn't play with any, any energy. He's done that. I mean, he's 14-7 and seven assist to turnovers since the Monmouth game where he was sick and didn't play. But I got to tell you something. I mean, I've been saying it all year. He's the best layup maker I've ever seen on this level. I don't know. Maybe I'm exaggerating. But the, he made the most unbelievable layup the other day. Yeah. I mean, I, my first question is why is that not on SportsCenter Top yeah. 10 yeah. from beginning to end? I mean, he makes, you guys want to comment on yeah, that? Yeah, and I'll let these guys – but he, he, I think what – he and he showed that stuff early. And so, you know, a lot of people were like, whoa, and, and, and – didn't take it for granted, but he makes these incredible plays look common. Yeah, but that that didn't look common. That looks super. I said to Bob, I, the next time I see him, I'm going to ask to look at his hands because <laughs> right. it looks like, first of all, he spun through two guys, okay? Right, right. And then he went up with the right on the right side. On the, not, he, was, he was on the right side, and then he went with the left hand. So the ball must have kind of just hung on his fingertips because he was able to put enough spin to get it in. And it just curled it was, and looked in. But yeah, I don't know, guy. I mean, we, we kind of see that a lot in practice, too. I mean, he's, he's a special kid, you know, and one that we want to keep around and, and lead us, again, to the promised land. And recognized for what he was, one of the best uh, rookies in the MAC this year. Now, I'll put my um, editorial cap on here, and I told you this, Coach. Uh, it was a disservice that Jonathan Casababa was left off the uh, – any of those all-MAC teams. Um, so that being said, how did you feel about his omission from being an all-MAC player, and how did Jonathan react to that? It, I, I, I think that it probably goes without saying it, it hurt, but how do you move on from that? that that's, um, that's who he is. You know, so he's been uh, a guy who's epitomized the energy and enthusiasm and ability to be mentally tough. It's one of our our four pillars. Um, And so he's led us time and time again. The individual honors are certainly something that he deserves. I think he's definitely one of the 15 best players in our league, hands down. Um, You talk about field goal percentage, rebounding, offensive rebounding. Um, He's just that guy. He's in the middle of, of everything that we do. And I think... Um, I think a lot of other teams in our league would love to have him. So for me, I, I you know, but I, I get it. I'm biased. At the same time, um, I don't think, in, in fairness to John, but also in fairness to this team, you know, I, we got to wear a couple of hats here. And although that's disappointing, we want to take that and the positive energy and move it towards prep- preparing ourselves for, for Manhattan. And when I said, how do you move on from that, I should rephrase that. Of course you move on from it. It's an individual honor, and it's all about the team. I guess the question would be, uh, is it a motivating factor uh, in this particular case? I don't the, – the, the kid is just awesome in terms of what he brings. You know, he he has carried this team. Uh, he's, he's carried us, you know, emotionally, physically. I mean, he's got – a shiner from back in the Monmouth game. He uh, his 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 ankle tightened up. Uh, it was cramping up after the game the other day. Uh, he's he's popping Gatorade. Uh, those those chewy things during the the, the Maris game. Um, he gives his whole heart and soul 
um, to everything we do. So I, I don't think he's he's a special young man. Um, we caught some of that last week. I don't think he needs extra motivation. Um, and I think, honestly, he's always been about the team. Mm-hmm. He's always, always, always been about the team. Well, you're the head coach. I, I got nothing to lose here. I think it's I I think it's highway robbery. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the I don't know if this is the right word, Bob. Conspiracy conspiracist theory is that a word? Conspiracy theory. Conspiracy <laughs> theory. Conspiracy theory. Thank you. <laughs> Both Somebody there was a there's a couple of these guys that vote got together and said let's vote for our guy and that's why he didn't get in. I mean he's first in offensive rebounds, second yep. in rebounding, second in field goal percentage, eighth in blocks. He averaged 11 points a game. He plays in tail off. And I got to tell you, I'm not going to name names, but like I said, I got nothing to lose. Um, the guy that won out played 21 minutes a game. So I, 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 you don't have to comment on that. I just think it's total. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we can relapse. Yeah, and, and uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed. I, I, there's, there's, he, was, he was deserving without yeah. question. Well, I, I'll tell you, I'm going to cut you off. He better be motivated. He better kick some <laughs> – on Thursday because I'm fired up. Yeah, yeah. Let me also just add, we are in the conference room in the academic center where the student-athletes come and uh, find quiet time and work in groups on their studies. I guess we just walked in to ready the to, academic center. Ready to study. He's right, got a t- right on cue. Two Jonathan, o'clock appointment to, to do all his academic stuff. I mean, he just keeps on cranking it, and that's why he's going to be hes going to be a long-time pro. There's no question because of what he does on and off the court and, uh, you know, something like that. I remember I was uh, – my coaches told me um, apparently there was a coin toss to decide between me and another guy for freshman of the year. That's what happened when I was a freshman at Princeton. Um, and I only bring that up now because I, I, I knew I was good. You know what I mean? And I knew I was going to make an impact on the team. And so whether it was motivation or not – I don't even really care. I do know we won the league a couple times. Mm-hmm. I do know I won championships overseas. I do know I, I, I went to the NCAA tournament as an NCAA coach uh, at Georgetown at Princeton, and, and we're in the throes of doing it here. So, you know, that stuff just kind of when you've competed enough, some of that stuff does roll off of you. Some of that stuff you use for motivation. But at the end of the day, that's not why you play. You play for the love of the game and, and, and to prove people wrong, you know, on the court. Um, and so that's what we're looking to do uh, Thursday. And we, we hope, uh, you know, we have more games on Thursday. We'll see. Yeah. And also for our, our listeners, I'm not finishing my sentences because uh, they already bleeped uh, one thing I had to say out of the initial broadcast. Right, Ivy? Podcast. <laughs> so I won't finish my sentence. There's a lot of ways you could say that word, you know. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. That's, that's for another that's, day. Uh, that's okay. That's Joe being Joe. Listen, uh, Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, you guys got together as a group, and uh, I'll call it, for lack of a better term, uh, probably a war room situation where you all huddled up and started to discuss the uh, the lay of the land as yeah. you looked at the field in the MAC tournament. Take us, if you can, and what you can reveal, the kinds of things that you discussed as far as laying out the game plan for the MAC tournament is concerned. For me, I'll let the guys weigh in, but for me it was important to just kind of, um, I don't know if assess is the right word, but, you know, you take the, the season in chunks. You go your non-conference, your conference play, and then obviously the, the, the magic of uh, the tournament time. And so for me, it was just kind of like looking at the first third and, and you know, 
I, mean, I might be speaking too liberally here, but I, guys, we didn't we didn't know what we were doing the first third of the season. Like we like we just went out and played, and we tried to coach these guys, and we did, and they gave us a whole lot of energy and heart and hustle. But we were often in times where we weren't knowing how to work our way through a game, quite literally, and so it was like. We were living like timeout to timeout, you know, trying to get them there. Neftali was brilliant. Uh, Jonathan was carrying us. Uh, Landon was making shots. But how to face runs, how to execute under pressure, um, how to get through to your second, third, fourth option, all that stuff showed up in the first third. You get to conference play, and some of that's still going on. You're also still trying to figure out, um, which guys can really stick and are ready to help us win now. You're facing teams like uh, Ryder, a whole group of nice, uh, some young with some old, but they've been through it. They won the league last year. Um, you know, Iona, where you have a pair of sensational guards who've won three championships. Isn't that right, guys? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's stuff like that where you're facing and we're still trying to figure out our rotation, if you will. Well, um, we've gotten to a point now at the very end of that where there are a few lights going off. I I can't say enough about Taj and Neff and how a lot of times over these last few weeks, they've been able to run the team. And I've been able to kind of, you know, come up with some different, you know, the rotations or a play here or there. But they've been really able to work us through games. Um, And that is such a huge uh, corner to turn. Obviously, we're hoping we want it to hold and, and allow us uh, to do something special up in Albany. But that was the stuff that we had to break down as a staff and go, whoo, that's kind of nice. Let's try to hold on to that. But you have to identify, you have to recognize the improvement and progress that we've made in order to build on that. Um, if we don't identify that, if we don't recognize that, I don't, I don't think we're doing uh, these guys, uh, you know, I think we're doing them a disservice. Um, so that was a lot of the talk. Obviously, we're going to get to Manhattan, and we talked about it um, a fair amount, but it's really about coaching our guys um, and understanding where they are. Let me, uh, Coach Wheeler, talk up to us about the development of those guards. You just heard Coach Johnson talking a lot about how uh, the Stags have gotten better in-game management and understanding how to handle adversity. And a lot of that falls into the hands, literally, of the guards, and that's part of uh, your responsibilities. What have you seen from them this year? Well, definitely, I think it's the first time I was on the podcast, we talked about how they need to learn the game, and it was a learning process for them. Um, Time management, knowing game situations, what they need to do. I think they've developed that um, the last about three or four games. I think Taj and Neff really have done a great job of getting guys involved, making sure the right guys are taking shots and being under control and being poised during the game. And that has helped us control games and, uh, and absolutely win games as well. How much have you learned in terms of what buttons to push with all of these guys you deal with? Not only uh, Neff, but you know Idis as well mm-hmm. and Taj as well. All the guards on this team that you work with individually, what kind of a learning curve was it for you mm-hmm. to understand, okay, I can motivate him this way, he responds to this, et cetera, and so on? Well, I, I think it's, uh, you know, trying different things uh, sometimes i'm yelling sometimes that doesn't work so sometimes yeah. i got to show them film to talk to them and, and show them exactly what i'm talking about um being a former player you think they're going to just pick it up right. by the way i played or, or, or coach johnson played so you got to try different uh ways to try to get to them 
I think lately is just just being calm and talking to them and showing them exactly what they're doing wrong, and then ho hopefully they're changing it uh, in the game. Um, Earlier in the year, I would get on them, and they weren't picking up what we were trying to say, so then I had to change my approach. And uh, as far as the progression is concerned, those guys ahead of schedule now, about where you would expect them to be at this point in the season as you get ready for postseason Yeah, play? I think the, they're right where we need them to be. I think they're playing very poised um, and under control, and they know what they need to do to help our team win. Um, I think earlier in the year, Neftali thought he needed to score a lot of points to help us win. Um, and coming from high school, that's what he did. I think Taj is trying to find himself, should I try to score? Should I try to set guys up? Should I play defense? And now I think he's doing an excellent job of getting guys under control, and he's under control himself. Um, he's just more comfortable right. and confident in doing all of those things. I think right. we need all of them. We need exactly. scoring. We need leadership. We need defense. I think he's the two of them have really had an impact yeah. on the game defensively right. and I, I don't I definitely don't want that law so you know you got to be able to impose your will and and, and do some things um, you know mm -hmm. the guard spot is is heavily competitive uh, <laughs> across the country and I think this league has some of the best guards you know in the area and so you you, you can't come up short and so um, and then in terms of timing I would just throw in like I don't know I mean all I would say is it's not it's not too late. That's that's what I'm thankful for is like that they've gotten it. Um, would we have loved it in the middle of the season? Sure. But um, we're talking about a freshman and a sophomore. And I just think I'm just really, you know, I talk to the guys about how well we're playing. And I think they they were nodding their heads and understand like they know that it's not it's not anything that we're telling them that they don't know. Um, but it did take us some time to get here. Coach Bonagaro, I've been talking to Joe over the last day or so about uh, this Manhattan matchup. Now, uh, you're big into the scouting part of things, and uh, it becomes a chess match of this. Now, you're pointing at Tyson, but just from a general scouting standpoint, uh, not only what we're facing on Thursday, but throughout your career, when you face that conference opponent for the third time, and it's the chess match part of things where they know what you do and you know what they do is there a, what's the advantage to be gained here how do you gain an advantage if at all at this time of year well I think the key thing with going into a tournament is what you've done well against them during the year in other words you evaluate like I've already obviously Tyson's are done a great job with that with Manhattan but I if we do beat Manhattan I've already watched you know Canisius again over and over what we did what what worked against them what didn't work, uh, the adjustments, and the, you can't really have a ton of adjustments. But you also look at, I, I think, going into a tournament, you play Friday, uh, you play Thursday night. So if we win that game, Friday's a quick prep, so you got to be very exact. Three, four things, you know, you can't go into nine million things, Bobby. you got to be very – a lot of it probably is on the defensive end. And I think the one thing that, that Sid alluded to, I looked at our numbers in the non-conference our defensive numbers, and they were horrible. We were giving up 76 points a game. In the conference right now, we're only giving up 66. So I think where the maturation has been with this team is they get the scouting better, they're, they're locked into the scouting, and they're defending better. You know, the, the concepts now that we've been going over, when you hold a team to 66 points a game, you mean that's defending. That, that's pretty good. We're only scoring 64 in the league, but that gives us a chance. And Sid said it the other day, if you defend and, and 
an example is the Marist game. We took their threes away. You do that, one or two really good things, you have a chance to win in the tournament. I mean, I think that's what it comes down to. And Coach Wheeler, Manhattan being your specific uh, scout, uh, what are the keys as far as uh, this third time around with the Jaspers? I think uh, limiting our turnovers is a really big key. Um, and playing with poise and make sure we don't uh, take bad shots, you know, and take care of the ball. And then offensive re- I mean, rebounding is going to be a key as well, trying to rebound against them. In, in the two matchups, um, I, this is more for Coach Johnson. I, the thing that stands out the most, I mean, the stats are pretty much equal. You've turned them over, you know, 16 and a half times. Um, you've taken 56, 58 threes in two games. Mm-hmm. Okay. 55 threes. My math is bad. Um, do you look at that and say that's too many or it really doesn't matter? You just play the game according to the way it's played. You, you, you yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll tell you without giving away the whole scouting report. Yeah, because yeah, you know they're listening. <laughs> um, I, I would I would say we look at that number. Yeah, we, we, we look at that number and, and we have some evaluation of that and, and some conversations. But I, I would say um, for me it comes down to, and, and again, we, we've been playing pretty well lately. Um, if you rebound, you limit your turnovers and you make shots – you're going to have a chance um and that's that's what has been going on and uh you know that that's what we want to recreate and or keep going i should say i'm going to shift gears here bringing coach parada and coach i want to shift gears into a a broader subject because i know a lot of our listeners are very uh, interested in hearing how just in a general sense the recruiting process is going obviously that's the lifeblood of any program and uh, you're a big part of that how um, how would you evaluate at this point, albeit uh, much too early to get anything definitive? How now that we have going? 20 seconds left in the podcast, you guys got <laughs> we to. got plenty of time. Don't worry about it. It's um, well, I, I, I want to backtrack just for I want to just backtrack for 20 seconds here and, and talk to um, what coach said about Taj and Neff. OK, I, I think. I don't know how many games ago it was where one of them or both of them and even throw itis in there when they turned to coach as the ball is coming up the floor and they asked what what do you want like what do you want to run and coach uh very calmly just sat and said handle it he looked away and you guys probably noticed that sitting you know sitting courtside i thought that was a huge huge um point in their careers and their development and it speaks to their coachability number one and that they have been sponges and they've tried to learn and they've tried to do the right things. But as you, as we all know, it's been bumpy at times. But when that happened um, and coach kind of pushed them out on their own and said, figure this out, it's your responsibility to manage the game, get us into offense um, and just you, you do it accordingly uh, to what you've learned in practices. And what coach talked about, coach Wheeler spoke about, you know, bringing the guys in as a former point guard and, and showing them film. And I thought that was a huge step in their development and a huge, huge um, opportunity to exhibit the trust that coach has for those two in particular. And uh, that that speaks to where they are right now. I think they have a heck of a lot more to go. I think they're just scratching the surface because mm-hmm. they are a freshman and a sophomore and they're still going to be bumps. There still is. Um, they're still learning. But I think when you give them a little bit more leeway to go out there and, and, and they have the confidence in, in, or the head coach has the confidence in them and they believe that, I think that's what you're seeing right now. I, I, I really do. Um, I knew you were going to ask me about recruiting and the first name that came up loud and clear was Jonathan Casababo. So what we talk about all the time is how in the world are we going to replace 
all the things that he does. Uh, he wasn't he wasn't on paper the 15 best uh, people in the league, but we know within our program what he means to us, and that's really all that matters. He's he's always at the top of we we have a player of the player of the day vote every day. Jonathan is at the top of that each and every day. He might not get it, but he seems to always be in the discussion. We know exactly how valuable he he, he is. So it makes our job a, a real complicated one when we're talking about what person out there, what what young man out there can bring some of the qualities that Jonathan Casababa is. That's going to be first and foremost. We're going to start and end with that from a recruiting standpoint. We already have a very good um, junior college kid in. Uh, I do believe Mitch, he's, he's signed officially, right? Not yet. Not, not yet. yet. So, so I'm going to people. People will have to read between the lines and, and understand who that is. But we we're, we're pretty confident in that he'll be able to come in as an older guy. Um, so the the task at hand is trying to find uh, qualities in an individual that could come in and 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 provide some leadership. Obviously, provide some of the toughness that Jonathan has. Obviously, some of the uh, numbers that he can put up, and Jonathan is 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 always around the basketball. He always provides a physical presence, whether he's feeling well or not. And a lot of times, you know, throughout the year, he's had a lot of bumps and bruises. Nobody knows about that, but he's always managed to fight through it. But the numbers are the numbers, and we have to find somebody out there. I will say that we are we are looking. Uh, for more experienced people, and that that could be junior college kids. It could be it could be graduate transfers. It could be it could be a, a seasoned seasoned high school kid or prep school kid that has a little bit more uh, stuff to him. Um, so you know w- we can't give you names, obviously, but he is going to be someone that we are really collaboratively looking at. You know, as a staff, whoever the name is. It's going to have a lot of those qualities that Jonathan brings in. Will he be able to meet up to those standards? Possibly when he first comes in, no. But you know, we we, we think it's going to be a pretty good player. Well, there I, I haven't coached in a long time, but I'm around it. There's an ugly word that's going around every single program, and that's transfer. Sure. Okay, whether you're winning 20 or losing 20, kids are transferring, and that's for a whole another day. As to the reason why. How do you prepare yourself? And, and I don't claim to know anything about, you know, your, your kids, what's happening, who's coming back, blah, blah, blah. How, how do you prepare? Like, how many scholarships do you have? I, I don't, you know, and how many are you, like, do you have like a B list in case? Well, right now, because we have the one young man coming in, we, we, do, lose, uh, we do lose Jonathan and Mattia still. Uh, Tommy Nolan is the scholarship that we filled already. Um, Jonathan and Mattia are the ones that we, we have to still fill. So, so have we have two. two. However, as you guys know, you know, recruiting is nonstop, and you're always trying to look ahead. We do know we do have the spots yeah. uh, to fill. So we're going to address those needs, like I talked about with Jonathan. And then obviously we all know what Matija has brought um, to, you know, through the years. He's a, he's a kid who is very, very savvy. He understands the game, and he's kind of that, that understudy to a lot of the things that go on here. However, as as it's as it's proving out, he's become a pretty vital guy down the stretch here. So those two guys we will try to replace to the best of our ability. However, in this day and age, when it is rampant out there where, where kids are always looking for greener pastures, always looking for a different uh, type of situation, we're not naive. Uh, we we have we have fallen uh, victim to that, uh, for lack of a better term. So you got to you got to continue to look ahead. What the what the what the one thing that we always go back to, guys, is that we we 
and this is obviously coach leading the way here, we have a very, very sound program. There are certain things in place that are non-negotiable. And when kids sign up to come here, those are always on the forefront of what they're signing up for. Sometimes they work out, sometimes they don't. And that's, that's just the way it is. So we just have to be prepared that yeah. if, if kids do decide to stay, which we, we fully anticipate them doing it, they're going to do it under, under, under the circumstances that coach has laid out for this, for this program. That being said, there's, there's always, always going to be turnover. And we would, we would be being naive if we're not open to that, to understand that we have to, we have to go to a B list. We have to go to a C list. But it's always an A-list. Right. It's always an A-list. Well, I, I brought it up because um, it has to be addressed. But also, I'm also directing directing at the haters all over the country who criticize their programs for losing players. It's it's happening everywhere. I, I it, and you got to live with it. So I, I don't expect a comment. I'm just I'm making a statement for those haters who say, well, they lost this guy and they lost. Everybody transfers. They're all transferring. Every program. It's part of it. And you really, you know, if somebody does leave, you shouldn't be criticized for it. And that, not to cut you off there, but that's become part of recruiting too. Absolutely. When when you're yep. t- when you're talking about um, uh, recruiting and filling out a roster, depending on where you are um, in class, uh, veterans, do you have spots that potentially you could take on a, uh, a transfer? That becomes one of the modes of recruiting, and throughout the MAC, especially. You know, Coach Mitch has been in this league a lot of years. I've been in a lot of years um, in this particular in, in this particular uh, conference. That's how a lot of the schools have done it with a lot of transfers, and that's just something that you know we again throwing out naive for the third time. We would be naive if we weren't going to explore those options because it could be very very beneficial. And kids do make mistakes, as as coaches do. Kids do make mistakes, and perhaps the the situation is not the best for them. So we have to be prepared for that. Final thing, we are in a little bit of a time restriction here today, and this is kind of a question open to all of you if you want to uh, contribute. Uh, you've all played and coached in big moment games, and now the games are all big moment variety for the Stags in the postseason. Uh, as you said, Coach Johnson, the Stags go as Jonathan Casababo goes, but you've got um, you've got Neff, you have Landon Taliaferro, um, if Calvin Whipple, even if Taj, who's a sophomore, who, you know, is still kind of new to him. How do you guys prepare them, if you can at all? Do they have to experience this for the bright lights now? I mean, is it something that you can kind of lead them into and say, listen, be ready for this, this, and this? Or do they need to just uh, go through trial by fire? Bob, you've been doing this too long because you not only do you ask the right questions, but you pretty much got the answers. I mean, it, it, it's really what you said. Um, it's hard. Uh, I think our season comes down to, in many ways, guys needing to go through the fire to learn. Okay. And, you know, Tyson, you know, and he, he's a stand-up guy. He talked about, you know, sometimes he was loud, sometimes it was film, sometimes the armor. At the end of the day, you do have to coach them and get them to do the right things. But some of the mistakes they needed to make on their own. You know what I mean? They had to just go through it. So when you jump into the tournament, one of the things, my approach, I actually think you want to treat it. This doesn't, it's it's not like it's an, just another game. But you don't want to be too high or too low. You want to be kind of in just um, 
that right frame of mind, that zone, that, you know, that comfort, that peace, that just like, you know, what's going on, you know what you're doing. And lately we have looked like a team, particularly through, and we're saying it again with these guards, where we know what we're doing. Hopefully we're going to win and we've been playing really good basketball, but we know what we're doing. I was, I'm going to sidetrack a little bit, disappointed by the result against St. Peter's. There's a lot of times where we were playing where we were doing exactly what we were coached to do. We'd miss a layup. We did exactly what we needed to do. Landon was off from three. Um, so, you, you know, but at least I said to these guys, we're doing what we need to do. We're not making the play. So I just want a group of guys that, yeah, it's brighter lights, it's tournament time, it's all that. But please stay true to what you've been doing because it's looked pretty damn good Mm -hmm. and I think when you get juniors and seniors who've been through it they understand yeah I got like I got to go hard I'm diving on the ground for loose balls I'm I'm gonna get it done um but I don't need to wild out we talk about that we use that for I don't I don't need you know I don't need to make a four-point shot that's the experience that the juniors and seniors who've been through this understand and I want to get my young guys I want to get them as close to that as possible just do you, because what you've been doing has been pretty good lately. Just, just do you. Um, and that's that's the uh, – if there's any anxiety from me, it's that I just want them to just stay in your comfort zone, man. We don't need we don't need anything more than what's been going on because I, I like it. I like where this team is at. So I don't know if the uh, the other guys have anything. Um, I'm looking at Mitch because he's, he's only uh, – had a nice exchange with the official officiating crew the other day. And I was trying to explain to the official that this man, this young man, has only been coaching over 40 years. So he doesn't necessarily need the nuances of any kind of <laughs> uh, play call explanation. you got to give the um, listeners who are not familiar yeah, really, with that. Yeah, really, what happened? Oh, well, no, there's just, a, there's just some tense moments in the game. Uh, uh, you know, Sunday afternoon. Uh, was it Sunday? Yes. And I, and I, I just thought it was interesting that there was a, a pretty lengthy explanation on on a play call here or there, and I'm like, you're talking to this gentleman as if he hasn't been around a whole lot of basketball, mm-hmm. and doesn't know what you're saying ten times over, and didn't learn that maybe 25, 30 years ago. So I, I got a little bit worked up. Um, and that's why I'm looking at Mitch in case he has anything else because he's been through it. Um, I also think, Bob, it, it, I, I also think it comes down to def- defending people in a tournament. They're going to be half-court games. We are in a good defensive mindset. The kids are bought into the scouting. Every scout, I think, has been, you know, we've, the, Tyson's done a great job with Manhattan. But our job is to help them win you know, at this point in the year. And I think what Sid said, he's comfortable with where we are. Uh, and it'll come down to probably making shots. I don't. I think we're going to defend Manhattan. It's going to be in the 60s. Who executes better? And the same thing with the, with the other games, I think. Coach Mitch is being a nice guy. I did hear him say something to the, to the referees as they were passing <laughs> by, and he said, Sonny, <laughs> I was coaching in a championship game with Roly Massimino when you were going out with cheerleaders. <laughs> Something along those lines. Something along those lines. He, he, he only was on the bench for the greatest college basketball game of all time, but apparently he needs a lecture.
from the officials. And he had that referee hadn't seen the real Mitch. He should have been around <laughs> 30 years ago. <laughs> Something else. Joe, any final words as we put a wrap on things here? No, it's been great. I think uh, kudos to you guys. You've done a great job. Uh, sometimes uh, it's not all about winning and losing. It's about uh, doing the best you can and, and uh, raising the kids the right way. And, you uh, you know, Stagmania lives. It'll live forever and ever, and you guys are a part of that. So congratulations. Amen. Let's Thank win you. a championship. Yes, sir. Thanks, sir. Maybe we can uh, then petition for one extra edition of uh, Open Court I'm up with for Coach Sidney Johnson. I'm up for it. We, <laughs> we, we can do a whole lot of things. <laughs> we, we make this run. Well, you have been listening to Open Court with Sidney Johnson. This is our final episode of the season. We want to thank everybody who helped put these productions together, most notably Coach Johnson. Your, your time, your graciousness, and your cooperation are not taken for granted. And uh, certainly our thanks go to all of you guys, the assistant coaches, Tom Prada, Mitch Bonaguro, and Tyson Wheeler. Again, you guys are just thanks for having us. Uh, the, Thank you. the Thank best you. when it comes to uh, being cooperative and gracious to Joe and to me. Got to thank Associate AD Zach Dayton. He laid the groundwork for these podcasts. We've got to thank the guys behind the scenes, Ivy Spade, who has been spinning the dials here and uh, AI. Doing a great job. And, Ivy and, League. And uh, Ryan Moynihan as well is just superb in helping set these up. So this says really. Who, by the way, came to my camp at Quinnipiac when he was a youngster, him and his sister. Oh. That, I will go. Thanks, Joe, for getting us Thanks, off the Joe. rails here. I get that in there. Love working <laughs> with this guy. I really do. This has really been a, a, a really enjoyable experience for all of us. And, Absolutely. Uh, hope our uh, loyal Stags fans, the listeners, have enjoyed it as well. So for the Fairfield Hall of Famer, Joe DeSantis, I'm Bob Hischler. Thanks for listening all season long, and go Stags. The Open Court Podcast is a presentation of Fairfield University Athletics. For future podcasts, videos, news, stats, and coverage of Fairfield Stags men's basketball, log on to fairfieldstags.com.